Well, a very good day to all of you. I'm Randy Johnston. It's such a pleasure to have you along on this session on Accounting Suite. And we're going to actually talk about Accounting Suite at the end of our time together, but we want to introduce a concept to you where we're calling it a prop solution. You'll understand why as our time together unfolds. Uh, again, I have uh, the pleasure of having a guest with me today, Kurt Kunselman. I'll have him introduce himself here in just a minute. Uh, but we really believe that there is a need for market solutions that actually fit between entry-level solutions and ERP solutions. And we believe many businesses have those needs. The bottom line here has been quite simple, frankly. Um, I think I actually met our guest today about a decade ago. And I think we've got real kindred spirits in this area because as soon as I saw what he was trying to do with inventory and e-commerce and the vision and so forth, I was just excited about that. But we're going to spend some time to define what a process and resource operation planning tool is or prop. And we're going to talk about how these fit into the market. And then I'll explain along with Kurt what really makes accounting suite a prop solution. Now, today's course is offered for CPE. We're so happy to have so many of you here uh, earning that CPE today. And uh, we will talk about how to get that CPE in just a minute. But I am Randy Johnston. I have been around the accounting profession as a presenter for 40 plus years. I've been on the top 25 thought leader list since 2011. Uh, in fact, uh, I've been uh, added to the list for 2022. And it uh, have been on the top 100 list of since 2004, inducted in the Accounting Hall of Fame in February of 2011. I write frequently for the CPA Practice Advisor and other publications, and you can certainly learn more about me on my personal website or one of our business websites. I am so pleased to introduce you, and I will have him introduce himself, Kurt Kunselman, who's the COO and product architect of Accounting Suite. So, Kurt, I appreciate your time today, and hello, and how, how, what would you like to say about yourself? Hey, everyone. Thank you, Randy. A uh, huge fan of Randy and K2E, and now getting a chance to meet the CPE Today team. Um, just first off the bat, um, I am, my background is in accounting. It was a uh, you know, public accounting back in the day and then got into um, <clears throat> like investment banking side of it, software IPOs, and, um, and then uh, did do accounting software consulting for about 12 years before starting this company. And I was working with Sage, Intuit, SysPro, a little bit of Microsoft, um, so that was, so that's kind of my background that got me here. Um, so just so you have a, it's kind of some ideas why Accounting Suite even started. So, um, but other than that, uh, just big fan of um, accounting technology, did work in the music industry for a while, have started a few companies and I've uh, gotten really interested lately in sort of like blockchain and things of that nature since 2013. So yeah, thank you, Randy. Beautiful, Kurt. And in fact, uh, we could have a conversation about blockchain. We could have a conversation about music. I mean, these, these guys could go an hour, I think, on each of these topics. But today, we're not going to go down that block stream, blockchain uh, rabbit hole. And we're not going to go too far down that music rabbit hole, although both of them would be a pleasure to speak with you about. We're going to stay focused around these uh, opportunities that we think are that are in this lower 
mid-market. All right, well, let's talk just a bit about some of the other mechanics for today's session. Uh, Devmatics actually builds all types of tools for business, including this platform that we're running on, uh, custom enterprise software and mobile apps and uh, workflows and so forth. And they basically have done a beautiful job building the platform uh, that we're running on today. This CPE Today podcast is for free, and uh, it is done in cooperation with my K2 business. We have a weekly podcast that's produced twice a week. We're trying to give you the latest and greatest in technology and accounting and business knowledge. You can look on the CPE Today website and see some of the past podcasts, and you can listen to those as you choose. Uh, that is done for free on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Google Play, SoundCloud and other places uh, live like today, twice a week on Tuesdays and Fridays. So do check out CPE today uh, for other options. Now, earning credits for today's webinar is simple. Um, it's really just two minutes, a short five question quiz along the way. And uh, you can we'll, we'll issue a complete certificate certificate through our education partner, K2 Enterprises, and you get free copies of the learning materials. You have the ability in today's session to ask the instructor questions, and uh, if you'd like to get a link on this, you can see it's in your materials. Now, uh, if this is your first podcast or when you uh, attend another podcast, you can use the one free podcast uh, code to get an additional CPE credit. So today you're going to earn one credit and then you can take another one of our courses for an additional credit. Everything inside the, the material uh, are uh, copyrighted and they're the property of the respective owners. That's true for accounting suite. That's true for K2 and other vendors that we mentioned. This session is for educational use only and it's uh, we're going to make specific recommendations, but we expect you to do your own due diligence. And of course, the images come from artworks and flat icon and others. Now, the attendance prompts today will be to confirm your engagement. We'll be doing one about every 12 to 20 minutes, uh, about four per hour. And I hope you can uh, respond to those. Remember, you have to respond to at least three in this session to get full credit. When the prompt comes up, select a response to confirm your attendance and uh, the system will track your responses. And then uh, we may or may not announce the attendance prompts, but I think you'll also see today, I'm gonna ask a few questions along the way. Your certificate will arrive in your email account when you answer uh, three of the four questions, usually within two business days of the event. If you have any questions or issues with your CPE certificate, let us know. We also ask you to complete a course evaluation immediately after you complete the podcast. It should pop up in a browser window automatically. We really value the feedback. We want to understand what you want to learn about. We want to know what went well and uh, poorly in today's uh, session as well. One to three minutes max to complete that. So do take some time to do the evaluation. And Ask some questions. Uh, Kurt is a sharp guy, and I want to leverage his uh, time and talent here today, and we'll try to be watching on the um, questions as well. We're happy to explain things in a different way. 
Uh, and, you know, as much as we can, we're trying to share our insights with you as well. If there's technical issues, I actually have additional DevMatics and CPE Today uh, personnel standing by to help. And I know they've been answering a few questions for you as it goes. So let's get into the thick of this, if we could. And so uh, we've been struggling for a while to come up with a term that I think describes products in the class that are above entry level, yet below ERP. And PROP is the acronym that I think I've settled in here. Process and resource operation planning solutions are for growing small, medium businesses that need more than entry level. Now, as it turns out, a lot of the entry-level players out there were quite familiar with the likes of QuickBooks or Zoho or Xero, just to name a few, are out there. But the fact of the matter is that so much of the times with an entry-level solution, you have to add add-ons. And it makes it a lot more complex. And what happens is if you get big and you need inventory, you have to go to a mid-market product, or at least historically you did, until solutions that fit in the prop category came along. Prop solutions are this middle-of-the-road type of a point, and they're a far lower price point with ERP and far more functionality than entry-level. So, uh, Kurt, if I could actually have you step in here now for a minute and just talk to me about some of the things that uh, you've built out in the accounting suite platform that really support some of this thinking. Great. Thank you, Randy. That's uh, fantastic. Um, so when you think, coming back to what you know, Randy said, you've got QBO, let's say like zero, and we're in, on the cloud-based solutions. And then up here, you have like a net suite. Um, but in between, you have inventory, right? You sell, like, like you sell product. And then of course, like we watch Shark Tank and stuff like that, you know, there's a lot of Shark Tank companies out there, right? Trying to get on the Shark Tank. So some of the things that we've done um, would be like a, a great example is assembly with multiple layers. So in ERP world, there's, you know, they, they have those and it's very, very, sophisticated, complicated in small business world, sometimes that's too much, right? So we just make it very simple. Here's an item, it's an assembly. And look, there's some different layers or some different parts that make up that assembly. Cool, simple, let you manage your product. Now you know how much inventory you have on hand. Um, a, another example would be um, drop shipping. So for small companies, a lot of times they do contract manufacturing or they have other vendors that uh, warehouse their products because small businesses can't always afford gigantic warehouses. Um, we always say, hey, Amazon's a warehouse. So you've got third-party fulfillment, you have digital supply chain, um, and you have like third-party third like, you know, warehousing. And so that's something that we really are proud of is that we offer drop shipping so that you as a business owner um, or for the accountants that have to, you know, help the business owners figure out how to, you know, build their accounting systems, we've, we've, we've made that option. So um, to kind of feed off of that as well is consignment. So a lot of us, 
um, smaller inventory businesses, okay, we make products, but we go put them in stores, but we don't get paid for that until it sells. And that's a very 2022 business model. Um, so example, I send my stuff to Amazon. Amazon does not pay you. <laughs> they pay you when it sells. If it doesn't sell, they send it back to you. So, um, and then and, uh, another piece um, is the, we do e-commerce integration so that um, as the orders come through from different uh, uh, stores, and it'll come through to one centralized area and it can tell you how many of your inventory that you have on order. And then as it ships, then it takes it, then it relieves the inventory. Um, a couple other things are the multi-location. So you have your, uh, one of the funny uh, kind of taglines when we first started, Randy, it was like, so what is, what does the county suite let us do? let you know where your stuff is because that's where people had the biggest issues. Where's my stuff? So we like your, your inventory could be in, for, you know, in a van, it could be in a, in a garage. It could be in a warehouse in Florida, warehouse in Texas, warehouse in California, warehouse in New York. You need to know where your stuff is. Right. And so that was, a, and then adding to that is if you need to move your inventory from one, location to another location we built in warehouse transfers and notice that i'm using the word location the kind of more you know standard industry term would be warehouse but these days you, you can't that's that kind of pigeonholes your inventory because inventory is not always sitting in a warehouse it's somewhere we just need to know where that is yeah. And, you know, Kurt, I remember your stuff days, by the way, because I think <laughs> I pointed out George Carlin's stuff uh, along the way. And but see, you're really in the thick of this issue because so many small businesses have stuff. And the problem is, it's one thing to uh, do professional services billing, which, by the way, accounting suite can do. Uh, and, you know, there's all sorts of very sophisticated features you've built this way. But notice this this stuff tracking and the ability to do operations inside these systems instead of just accounting. And so much of the time I do refer to it as accounting software like the rest of the industry has, but let's face it, Kurt, both you and I have been around big systems and small systems alike through our careers. And, you know, the complexities of the mid-market and upper tier systems, which we'll talk about here in just a couple of slides, it's just more than some people need or can handle. And so, so I hope you're getting a little bit of the drift on this. And I think it's really time for our first question, if we would, today. So uh, I'm going to have our team launch that for you. A uh, prop that we're talking about here helps us manage. And I think the choices are processes, resources, operations, and all of the above. So hopefully, as you've heard us, uh, you know, discussing this, notice the process uh, workflow is a big deal. Uh, in fact, you know, a lot of times when I'm doing mid-market selections, I do process maps before we get any vendors involved. And, you know, when you think about resources, it's people resources, it's stuff, 
you know, to use the uh, Kurt word there. And it's also operations. Okay, who's going to handle the stuff? Who's going to do what along the way? So are there other things uh, that you might say are part of prop as well, Kurt, or do these three cover it? Really, I that's processes, resources, and operations. And sometimes maybe a little bit of uh, maybe planning, forecasting, some, you know, budgeting type things. Um, that's always, you know, it's... Uh, of course, as we both know, the you know biggies have it. There's even solutions that are just like standalone. You know, that's all they do, and it's of course it's a you know it's, but yeah, that's probably outside of that because you know kind of management accounting ish cost of, you know kind of thing. Yeah, and I wanted to you know spread the scope there just a little bit on you because. The thing is, we've limited it somewhat to these three points of discussion, but there's more. And it turns out that if you're trying to build a system by having third-party add-ons, you might have to buy something for inventory and buy something for e-commerce and buy something for credit card processing and, buy, and so on. And you know, my rule of thumb through the years is with all mid-market products, you're always going to have third-party add-ons. It just depends on how many. And there are still features that you need third-party add-ons, I think. And I think even in your system, uh, Avalara's sales tax is a good example of a complex thing that we are trying to track. So you've had enough time, I think, to reflect on this. We believe that the best answer here is all of the above. And it looks like a good number of you responded just that way. Well, uh, in the 80s, and I believe this was actually done in 1987, I, I came up with this concept of a pyramid of the accounting software market labeled typically tier one through tier five from the top to the bottom. And, uh, you know, the, the fact of the matter is that ERP, Enterprise Resource Planning, was used to define these upper-level products. In many circles, ERP is a four-letter word because it's hard to implement and, you know, tough. And you can see we've included statistics here from the Census Bureau, the number of companies in the U.S. market, the approximate revenues, and so forth. But you can see ERP is reaching down into about Tier 3. And my belief is that prop can also reach up into tier three. Now, uh, I'm going to be working with this a little bit more because prop might go a little higher and ERP might go a little higher or lower, one could argue, and maybe entry goes a little higher. There may be some overlaps here. But conceptually, what I'm trying to get you to understand is that we believe that prop solutions fit above entry level and below ERP. And there's there's a number of vendors who actually have a process and resource operation type of product, and they're not ERP. And we're going to try to help you understand what the difference is along the way here. Now, another key thing in this market is that the higher end solutions are sold by field salespeople, as opposed to the mid-market products are sold by value-added resellers and partners. And, you know, the reseller model was very dominant a generation ago, but more and more publishers started doing their own direct sales and implementations because the complexities of the products became so great. And there's been a large shift in the market on that. 
at the low end, most of this is sold directly to end users, telesales, and so forth. When it comes to implementation, the high-end systems are often implemented by very high-end consulting teams or by the partner resellers along the way. And again, there's some wonderful partners around the country. Uh, my rule of thumb it traditionally has been it takes about 130 partners to cover the U.S. geographically. But you know what? Nowadays, since so much is done online, we don't have that regional restriction that we did in the 80s and the 90s where travel was more of an issue. Now we can remotely do things or through SaaS do so many more things. And on the low end and the entry level, typically the end user or some, you know, just a few specialized consultants do the implementation. That's kind of the way that that all works out. So if you consider the pyramid here for just a minute, um, there's a whole lot of products in all sorts of categories. And Kurt was referring to that earlier with QuickBooks Online being a software as a service runs in a browser product as opposed to QuickBooks Desktop, a traditional legacy locally installed product. And what we're trying to do here is help small businesses. So small businesses currently represent the largest number of businesses in the United States. And that's an inviting market for accounting and business management and payroll and all sorts of other solutions. And part of the issue for you, either for your own business or your client's business, is to try to develop or determine the relative merits of all these specific solutions. So again, we're going to find you know, a lot of options in these spaces. Now, numbers-wise, there's about 32 million businesses here in the United States. Uh, but about 26 million of those don't have employees. So the fact of the matter is that leaves us about five and a half million or so that you know have employees. But small businesses are about almost 100% of all firms. And uh, you have 99.7% of these with paid employees. A fairly large number of them are exporting which is also a, a thing that we did not see historically. And, uh, you know, the 31% of these have values in getting about 460 billion of exports done. About half have private sector employees and about 40% have private sector payroll. Now, again, uh, I'm a strong believer that small business is the backbone of the business operations across the U.S., with roughly 62% of new job creation done in small businesses. But one of the banes of small businesses failure. Um, 67% survive one year or longer. Take the converse. That means about a third, unfortunately, do fail. And most of them fail within five years from a cash flow problem. But the good news is 50% of the businesses that were started between 1994 and 2019 have survived at least five years. And we know because of the pandemic, a lot of people have resigned their jobs and they're taking off in new ventures and starting a lot of new businesses. And this happens every time there's any sort of big downturn. But again, only one third of small businesses survive 10 years or longer. And uh, that's, that's really a sad thing. So we'd really like it to be, uh, you know, a longer life here. 
Now, in terms of diversity, about 20% are minority-owned, about 5% Hispanic, about 2% are African-American-owned, and about 10% are Asian-owned. About 18% of small businesses are owned by immigrants, and the top two industries where immigrants are active are hospitality, accommodations and food services, and retail trade. So these businesses... Uh, you know, are driving a lot of the economies we see it, but a whole lot of those businesses have these needs that we're talking about today. Uh, the ownership of small businesses by millennials is lower than age 65 by uh, or is over is very significant. And self-employment by millennials has been gradually increasing since 2013. Because of the pandemic, we saw an increase of people working from home by 20%, and those numbers even could be greater. So, uh, you know, at this point, what I've tried to drive home in this section was that the accounting market levels fall in multiple tiers. There's uh, entry, small, medium business, enterprise, all the above. What do you think? And we'll give you a chance to think about that for a moment. But I'd refer you back to my uh, accounting software pyramid. Again, you see that there was, uh, you know, various tiers in that area. But your high end and your low end and in between. So it looks like you've had enough time for most of you to respond. So I think you will also agree that the answer here might be all of the above. Well, so uh, at this point, uh, I'd just like to remind you of what's in entry-level accounting solutions. They've got usable but limited general ledgers. The reporting tools are weak. Uh, you know, during the pandemic, I I've actually wrote a report on reporting tools, of which I found 94 reporting tools. Hard to believe, but... Generally, reporting is unsatisfactory in a lot of these uh, platforms. There's limited accounts receivable and accounts payable, and uh, there's a little bit of reconciliation, and they are vary from a very low price point and sometimes free. If we go to the high end of the market now for a minute, the ERP solutions, they're far more comprehensive. There's CRM, there's procurement, there's production, there's distribution, there's course accounting. Oftentimes HR is incorporated. There might even be uh, workflow and corporate performance and some governance pieces in there and business intelligence and assets and e-commerce. And they generally have a high price point. So these systems are for bigger businesses and they're a lot more uh, comprehensive, but a lot more complex. So that then brings us to prop solutions. And again, Kurt, I'm going to have you step back in with me if we could here, because I think prop solutions extend capabilities and it minimizes your use of add-ons. And uh, I think that these solutions generally have the same or superior accounting options as an entry-level tool. So uh, I, I don't think I'm wrong on this particular claim that uh, every prop solution that I've reviewed has the same capabilities or more than QuickBooks or Xero or Zoho. 
So, uh, Kurt, you know, on that particular claim, am I smoking dope or have I got it right? And it looks oh, like it, and uh, like just you may have your camera off or it may have failed on you, whichever yeah, way. Yeah, my uh, camera's being a little bit cranky. I'll, I'll try to troubleshoot that. But uh, the uh, what I'm going to try to do is search my camera and get back in and see if I can get it to enable here. But uh, the you're you're right on. I mean, there's uh, it, as you said, it's it's just right between that kind of mid market and entry. There's just been like a missing factor there. Um, and one of the things is that uh, kind of going back is that when you talked about the businesses, like they're when bit going out of business, right? Well, we all heard the term cash is king, right? And cash is king, service business, totally, 100%. We all get that. There's one thing, though, that gets that's been missed for many years, which is in product world and inventory world, gross margin is king. And what happens is the um, the information for if you're running an ERP enterprise level, they got a lot of systems that are keeping the um, inventory and the cost up to date. But what I see a lot of, and I and I heard a lot about this even when uh, pre-accounting suite in my former life as an ERP consultant and working with Sage and into it, and the is that companies by the time they figured out what their gross margin was for let's say twenty let, let's let let's take a year okay twenty twenty one I'm a product company. I don't even know what my gross margins are for 2021 till like April 14th of 2022, because my tax CPA is like, I went through all your books. This is what your, uh, or let's say, well, it's March 14th, right? So I went through your books. We're going to, we're going to uh, submit, but I have to tell you something, your gross margins were 1% or maybe even worse, your gross margins were negative. Because these the so the business owners they're just trying to get sales out the door and they're not able to track what their gross margin is. So when you talk about business failure, that is a key component, Randy, of especially for the for those small product based businesses because they don't even not only half the time do they not know where their stuff is, but half the time they don't even know if their gross margin is positive or negative, mm-hmm. and they don't find out till it's too late. Yeah. And, you know, what a wonderful uh, thing that we didn't prepare for. I knew some of these things would happen to us. And that's perfect, Kurt, because uh, you made me smile. Or I was fortunate early in my career to be IBM trained on the DIMP model. And what that was about is how to manage gross margin. And the primary tool that we used was DuPont modeling. And Every single startup business that I've done, I've applied DuPont theory to. And what that does is it uh, helps you focus on gross margin. It helps you turn focus on other key triggers of which there's 20 in these businesses that you can actually push. And one of those is, you know, inventory controls and one of those is cash collections and so forth. But it's such an important thing here. And frankly, 
when inventory gets out of control or more specifically dead inventory gets out of control or you don't have enough or you got too little inventory, those things can all cause problems. And of course, the idea of sales management got me involved with CRMs very early in the existence of CRMs because I needed to have an opportunity and track the pipeline and, and so forth. And, you know, another piece that so many of our uh, CPA friends use is write-up solutions. You know, a client will bring uh, a shoebox of receipts or, you know, bank statements and, you know, throw them in and say, hey, you know, here's here's all the transactions from the business for the past year. And, uh, you know, I need a tax return. Good luck. Uh, so doing accounting after the fact is called write-up solutions. And I think, you know, a little bit something about that too. Oh, thank you, Randy. That's uh, it's uh, something that when, you know, coming back a little bit, you, like you mentioned, like we're talking about prop and Hey, the gross margins and, and growth, every company starts somewhere right? You start like there's a, say on Monday, you and I are like, hey, Randy, let's like start a company. Well, by Friday, hopefully we have a bank account and we're ready to get up and running. And what we realized was, you know what, there's, yes, there's the um, inventory, there's the services, there, there's that part, there's the operations, but every company starts somewhere. So, and I, ideally, Every company gets an accountant sooner than later, worst case scenario, bookkeeper, whatever that is, and just at least goes to that, like you said, shoebox. Uh, and it's funny, one of our employees uh, going off your shoebox calls it, you know, boot, boot box because they like boots better than shoes. But yeah, it's, that's the classic story. And so we built it out so that there, so we have a write-up product so that when these companies start out, they can at least work with their accountant and their accountant can put them, have them on, have accounting suite as their, you know, back end while the accountant's doing the work for them. But as they grow, then it's like, oh, you're already inside the accounting suite ecosystem. You're already in the accounting suite. Now let's, now you're growing. You're in say year two or whatever that is, year three. Now you're starting to get your operational process together. Okay, let's set those up in an in accounting suite now. Okay, great. You're starting to get your suppliers and everything. And so it gives you that upgrade path, actually. And um, if you don't mind me saying that something, one of the kind of the unique ideas that we did for the, for the write-up solution came up with a term called like bank-based accounting, which is basically take those statements you're talking about it like, like in your shoebox, right? So basically it's just bank-based accounting. I could log in to every single, like say, like say your client has like four banks. You could log into each one of those, run the reports that, you know, like, like especially a lot of these banks are doing their own kind of reporting and categorization, or you could just bring all that into one centralized bank-based accounting system and see everything all at once. And one of the kind of cool things that we've come up with is what we call it. It's like a cash flow report, not a statement of cash flows, like the gap accrual type, but more of a cash flow report, which is top of it says, here's your beginning bank balances for all your different banks. Next section says, this is where the money went. 
this is where the money came, like where the money in, money out, and here's your ending bank balances. So a mom and pop is like, okay, that is something I can work with. Because most mom and pops, when they're in that kind of write-up world, write-up kind of level, you talk to them and say, hey, we do accrual accounting. There's a lot of like empty conversation at that point. They're like, accrual accounting, what is that, right? So you kind of lost the client. They're like, okay, I'm not sure what that is, but can you tell me if I made, do I have enough money for next month, <laughs> right? That's what they really want to know. And so that's something we, and we made it so that the, write up the cash flow reporting, you can look at it on a month by month, year by year. So you can get that really financial health of a small, you know, mom and pop size company that that is really good for write up. And, you know, plus, as you said, with the shoe boxes, it allows you to uh, get the data in there and then do their, you know, tax returns. So that's, uh, but that's something that we're really passionate about is that you know we we brought the write-up product in there after of course we built the original accounting suite product but we saw that that was a need that they need to be able to go from day one that they need to that, that like there needed to be some kind of upgrade path and that they need to start with their it you know really encourages starting your business with your accountant yeah, which is well, and you know, really, the way you're describing this and this bank based accounting, I think, is a brilliant concept that you've evolved in, uh, inside this product. And notice that you were also talking about multiple bank accounts and the view to get them all in one place uh, is part of the magic here. You know, traditionally, a lot of the entry level softwares only allowed originally one bank account or very few bank accounts one, two, three, four, even the big mid-market products often had, you know, cash accounts or bank account limitations. So going back to your cash is king type of approach, in effect, you can do all the cash management. And, you know, for our attendees today, I don't want you to think that we're, you know, talking out of both sides of the mouth here, but it turns out that this uh, accounting suite platform that uh, Kurt's responsible for can do things for public practice accountants to help their business. And likewise, businesses can have all the tools that they need without getting all sorts of third-party add-ins. So again, if I just go back to the inventory and sales management, it's all in one place. You know, how many times have you gone in somebody's office and they're rifling here, rifling there, looking for stuff? Uh, and, you know, this tries to put everything to run the business. I'm going to use the operations word again. Everything for our operations is in one place. Every resource we need is in one place. All the processes are inside this one place. So I just did them in reverse, but that's prop coming back at us again. Now, one other sophisticated thing, uh, Kurt, that I know you've built is consolidations. And, you know, just to think about the way you might consolidate things. And again, I'm not trying to be big business here. I'm trying to be small. Mm -hmm. You know, much of the time you may have multiple different ownerships or you may have different items, you know, in my own life as an entrepreneur, you know, I started multiple businesses and, uh, you know, wound up being fortunate enough to buy a building, you know, I had a separate company to do that and, and so forth. And, you know, for consolidations, I actually wanted to see my entire 
financial position in one place. So just talk to us about how your consolidation capabilities work. Great. Thank you, Randy. Um, and we took the uh, kind of the uh, when we first started, we were saying consolidation, we kind of took like a multi-entity approach because what we noticed is that when you're in the kind of smaller companies, um, they weren't doing the advanced accounting to like consolidation. They were kind of doing like a multi-entity approach and was like, okay, that makes sense. So we kind of say, hey, like you said, even these small entrepreneurs, they might have three companies. And they're like, well, I got this company to do this thing. I got this company to do that one and this company to do that. And it's like, oh, okay, well, so you're going to need something like to really quickly as a, you know, as a financial advisor, I need to be able to run something either for you or as the business owner entrepreneur, you want to be able to see, okay, I want to see how my three companies are doing together. And there's a third actual um, player that loves the multi-entity approach, and those are the investors. So when you have a uh, uh, an, as as an as a um, angel investor, if you have a couple companies that are run that are uh, on on accounting suite, you can actually go in and even as an investor go in and actually look and see. Okay, here's the three companies. Here's here's how they're all doing. But that's the um, so we went with that approach and like balance sheet, income statement, um, statement of cash flows and be able to see, okay, I see my three companies. This is kind of the net effect. And, and you know, one thing that was kind of interesting, Randy, when we built it was I used to, I used to play, I used to do, uh, there's uh, FRX, which you may remember that software. I used to do a lot of FRX building for companies and build their you know, reports out. And it was always like left to right. You know, and I was like, okay, cool. I got 10 companies and I got to go all the way to the right just to see what the results are. And when we started building it on the web, it's like, wait, you know what? Sometimes you want to see it immediately. So we did something kind of interesting. We put the, the total on the left and then you click a button and then it pops out the detailed companies to the right so that you get the instantaneous, like quick, quick snapshot of how are all my companies doing? I want to kind of throw that out. It's kind of fun. Yeah, you know, I know you. I was smiling while you were talking about that. <laughs> FRX was a client of mine, and you know, in the days of FRX and Crystal Reports and F nine, that's oh. kind of what we could do. But you know, so much of the time, these third party reporting products were purchased because the systems themselves wouldn't do what you'd want. And notice, mm -hmm. Kurtz just described kind of an innovative way to handle this with the concept of putting the total over on the left. Well, yeah, that makes perfect sense. Uh, you know, if you're the user of the system, and you know, you say you learn something new every day. I suppose. Uh, you have told me that before, and I'd kind of zoned it off, but this idea that the angels could get back on the end, back end here, it's another real key feature inside your system. Further, I, I, again, I'm not trying to bash here, so don't hear it like that. But if, if you're using an entry-level product like uh, QuickBooks Online today, you have to buy an instance for every company that you're running, and then you got to try to figure out how to put those together. If you're going to try to, you know, take all your holdings. And again, I'll just say my building company and my, uh, you know, operational company and maybe another interest that I have uh, and so forth. Uh, that might mean that I have three subscriptions. And the way 
your product works, Kurt, is it's a single subscription approach, right? It can be. It's it's uh it just depends on different uh you know types. It's yeah, different different kind of packages that like we yeah, have. Understood. So, yeah, yeah, so yeah. Again, we're not really trying to put that, but you know, note notice right away that there's just differences in how these things are handled. And I think uh, just because I, I'm going to pull this up, one other thing that I know that you've got inside the system is this, uh, besides your write-up tool, which we've kind of talked about, but it's customizable capabilities. So what, what would you say about those features? Because remember, most of the entry-level systems, what you buy is what you got. You might yeah. be able to add a field here or, you know, some tiny change, but you're pretty much what, whatever the vendors built, that's all you get. So what happens in your world? Awesome. Okay. This is, love this question because when we're speaking with business owners, I would say we do a thing, we call it demo and discovery, right? And when we, I would say 90% of the time, 90% of the time, they're it's like oh we love your software however can it do this thing right 90 percent of the time they're going to have one extra thing that the vanilla software can't do and i'm not i don't you know it and again we're talking cloud especially cloud so coming from a world of where you know we have i was working with sage and we had we actually had customization companies that I would go out to, I had like five different customization vendors that I could always depend on. And in cloud world, it's like, okay, well, this is what you get and just try to figure out your processes to work with it. Well, we talk about prop processes, right? Well, this is business processes that, you know, these people come in, it's like basically um, business process customization, right? And it's like, great, accounting suite, Love the inventory, let you can do prepayment, sales orders, all this stuff. But we need this one little thing that our business depends on. And it's like, okay, well, that's cool. You're going to get the, the vanilla package. And guess what? We have a customizations team that can do cloud customizations. So it's one of the, the things we're very proud of. In fact, on our website, I think it's like the second or third, you know, panel that pops up when you come across and um, it's a, uh, you know, on, on our, um, you know, home. Yeah. On the, oh, okay. So, okay. So they got it as like the first one. <laughs> cool. Cool. So that's one of the things is, um, so we do like customization specific to your company, but also what we've uh, found too, is that, um, and we did this a lot in uh, on premise was what we call extensions too. It's what we'll call same stack extensions. And basically what same stack extensions mean is that, um, you know, this is accounting suite and there's sometimes we get customization requests and there's, let's say we get three of them. It's like, okay, that sounds like a, an extension that we can create that the um, clients can use for specific situations. So um, we, we have found that that is another those are like kind of like we'll call those like kind of public customizations where the other piece which was like a business process customization specific to your business would be what we call like a 
private customization. Um, and of course, those come with a fee. I mean, I don't want to pretend like that's free or anything. But you know, when you look at it and you go, okay, there's a very reasonable monthly amount, and then you're going to be able to customize it to what fits our business process. Yes. Okay. That's awesome. We're excited because I we already know what they did. They went somewhere else and they tried to find out and, and everything. And it was going to be like, um, they would have to get a loan typically going back to what we were talking about earlier, Randy, about the, that, those, that, whatever, that kind of uh, between small to kind of, uh, you know, medium ERP lots, sometimes uh, the price is so high that, that they, that the, that the business has to have a loan. And some of these companies are starting to offer financing packages, if that tells you how much it is. So um, they're really excited. And that customization piece has really been a, a like, has been a winner for us. And uh, I can't just, it, I can't reiterate enough that, I, I mean, it's, it, it is literally 90%, Randy, it's, it's crazy how, and these are even the, we're talking to the small businesses, by the way, like, they're like, well, I have a catering business. I love what you do, da, 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 da. And, but we have this one little thing we need to be able to track like orders that are on trucks for specific things. And it's like, okay, well, we're doing that through the software. We don't have that one specific thing. Yeah, well, we've been doing that on a spreadsheet. That's usually the magic word, by the way. Yeah. We track this on a spreadsheet because the system, none of the systems can handle it. And we're like, okay, let's see if we can do it. Oh, cool. We can do that with customization. Okay. It'll be ready in two months. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> That's wonderful. Well, you know, there we've been talking a little bit about, you know, um, just your offerings and so forth. And again, your website, I think, represents this pretty well with your offering being cloud-based and it's, you know, multi-channel inventory and integrations and so forth. So I think that part of it is actually fairly clear. But one other, uh, you know, key thing here is just how many modules that you have. And again, I knew in our time together, we weren't really trying to talk about accounting suite per se. We were trying to talk about this concept of there are products out there that have entry-level accounting capabilities plus enough things that you can actually run a small business that has inventory and e-commerce and so forth. So, you know, I know the uh, AP and AR, uh, the purchase order tracking, the sales orders and so forth are all inside your system as well. But uh, are there other key things that we should mention or be aware of? All right. So um, one of the things that's very, very, very interesting is, uh, is prepayments for purchase orders and prepayments for sales orders. And here's the scenario. A lot of times, especially in contract manufacturing world, you're a small company and you need to outsource some of your manufacturing um, or maybe to, to like a vendor. And you want to send a purchase order to your vendor, but you have to prepay it, right? And what the pain point we found a lot of systems were like, you have to go create a bill or you have to go create a bill and then a fake payment and all sorts of other like these crazy workarounds. And so, well, that was one of the biggest, um, it, we've simplified that so much where 
you can do you you can accept the prepayments on a sales order and you can make the prepayments on your purchase order and it's still sitting there as a purchase order waiting to be billed or it's sitting there as a, as a sales order waiting to be invoiced so when you get into your that's the operational part that's the uh planning cash flow but when you for true accounting when you do ship or when you ship the product or when you do your invoice your product that's when you recognize the revenue and that's when the actual sales invoice will hit your books and vice versa when you did the prepayment on your purchase order well you might have done that in january randy but you may not even get the product because until march so doing bills and inventory in january and having to reverse all that in march because the system can't handle this very time consuming for accountants so those parts that piece right there we found is super accountant friendly is prepayments on purchase orders and sales orders because it does create kind of a nightmare for our our like accounting friends well you know that makes perfect sense because you know my consulting business uh, i always require a deposit I, you know as i as i say i won't leave my home until you've got a deposit down <laughs> And, uh, you know, that, that that's really uh, just the way I do business. So the fact of the matter is, in our traditional, fairly sophisticated tracking systems, deposits are kind of hard to track. Mm-hmm. And it took a long doggone time for us to work through the methodology of being able to, you know, relieve services against deposits. And notice, I'm less worried about inventories in this case, but you're you're absolutely spot on. It's very common that you have to make uh, some sort of a prepayment. Now that I think about it, when I purchase inventory for use by our team, you know, uh, our credit history is clearly good enough at this point, but we still have many situations where we have to pay some portion of it because the tickets are so big. Right. And, and gr- great point there, Randy, because it's interesting where, when you were talking and you brought it into service because these rules still apply like if you you know i it traditionally it's like okay well we are only going to do a sales order for say a um you know we'll only do a sales order like like a company might say we'll, we'll only do sales orders for a product wait wait time out like you get a contract from let's say i have a web design company i get a contract for 50k put that in the system as a sales order because that's an order for your services and that may last for 12 months. So as you do that, you're like, well, we need 50% up front. Well, okay, order goes in the system for the services, you get the 50% up front. That needs to kind of sit out there because you, you're gonna have to do those services and that way you know as a business owner, a manager, a service manager, whatever that is, you know that, okay, we've got this 25 orders that we need to do these services for. So some of those same rules, it's great when you're doing these, I actually apply it. And that was a great scenario that you came up with there. Yeah. And see, as it turns out, I'm just feeling the pain of so many small businesses that, you know, maybe see the TV advertisements and say, oh, it's all easy if you do it this way. But the fact of the matter is we've got a whole lot of small businesses, I think on the wrong platforms simply because it's been popular. It's been, you know, marketed Mm -hmm. broadly. And, uh, you know, you've just been quietly with your team, 
getting her done, as they say in my part of the country. And, uh, you know, the, uh, the capabilities inside your prop solution and others like you, I think, need far more attention. And I, as I think I had had on this slide, I think accounting suite is really an amazing prop solution. I'm so pleased with you and your team have built. Uh, just can't tell you well, how much difference I think it makes for the businesses you serve. Well, I hate to say this, but it is getting close to our, our time. And I, I could just chat with you for more and more time. But accounting suites type is an entry-level solution, a prop solution, an ERP solution, or all of the above. So what do you think here? Because it turns out that... Um, these levels of systems uh, vary in their complexity. They vary in their costs. The number of third parties that you have to add changes a lot. And again, I don't think that accounting suite is third party free. Obviously, you know, uh, we talked about Avalara sales tax being able to be added in or especially things like Shopify being able to be added and so forth. You've got lots of capabilities but the fact of the matter is that the higher you go up market into the props, into the ERPs, the more that's built into them. So what do you think? It looks like most of you have done a response. Accounting suites type is entry, prop, ERP, or all of the above. And I think the correct answer is prop in this particular case. Well, um, you know, realistically, what we were trying to get across today was to give you some characteristics of the SMB market and why prop made sense. And it is clear that there's a need for accounting capabilities beyond the entry level products that are integrated. And this idea of having process and resource and operations for planning purposes, all in small, medium businesses to me make great sense. Uh, Integration with the very minimal third parties is better. You know, a, a long-term associate of mine used to call it one throat to choke. And I understood mm -hmm. that because, hey, you don't want to have finger pointing going on in this. And I think it's another characteristic of prop. There's very few third-party players along the way. So, Kurt, I can't tell you how pleased I am to have you with us today. I'm sorry your camera... Uh, you know, shot uh, craps on you there, but hey, it does happen. So for attendees, just a few closing uh, administrative items. Uh, again, if you just take a short five question quiz, you can actually earn the credits. For those of you who attended live, you'll earn those credits automatically. We'll send you a certificate. You have the rights to this these materials. And uh, beyond that, Remember that if you attend a future podcast besides this one, just use the code one free podcast and you'll be able to attend another one of our courses. And remember to connect with us on social media. You can subscribe on YouTube, uh, Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram, all of those uh, places will be there with you. And also you can stream uh, our show on your time through Apple or Spotify or Google or on SoundCloud. And remember, you can earn CP credits anytime on that. 
You basically can listen to any of our content at no charge, however, if you just want to expand your knowledge. So we appreciate your time today. We appreciate our guest time, Kurt, today. And uh, we hope to see you in the very near future on another CPE Today podcast. You have a fine day. Thank you, Randy. Mm -hmm. Thanks, Kurt.